Welcome to Nerds of the Roundtable, a podcast on a quest for quality pop culture. Hey, Sammy, what are we reviewing this time? I'm uh, not for sure. I think uh, I thought this was a news episode. I get so confused. Jamie, it's okay. It happens. You're confusing. I get that a lot. Yeah, uh, we're breaking out this uh, week with a news episode, guys. Uh, a lot of stuff's going on. A lot of stuff has been going on here in the Nerdiverse. Um, in the nerd universe, uh, so to speak. We've been really busy. I uh, got a couple great things coming down. We're trying out some new technology today. So Yeah, if, we may sound a little different because of that. If things get a little funky or than normal, just bear with us. We are uh, doing our first ever Skype conference um, uh-huh. instead of a, a, a live around the table. So we have ditched the physical round table for a virtual round table. Guys, so welcome to the news episode. Again, you've already met uh, Sammy and Jamie, and I'm Dwayne. So, guys, I understand this is opening weekend. Now, we're recording this a lot closer than we normally do to release day. This is opening weekend for a big movie. So, what's happening, guys? Yeah, we had some uh, controversy last time we talked about this, didn't we, Sammy? We were excited, and Dwayne was decidedly not so. Yes, very much so. So uh, I guess this weekend, I guess the uh, magic word is uh, Shazam. I like how you said that. Yeah, because we we both saw it yesterday, and thus far, Dwayne has refused to see Shazam. Well, I have not refused to see it. And if you remember (laughs) the controversy being, I was not excited about it. Until I seen the trailer. Then I was a little more open to it. And I'm going to tell you guys, the more I'm seeing about this thing, the more interested I'm going to, uh, I seem to be getting into it. Now, I don't know if this is going to be, I know it's not opening weekend because it's already passed. I don't know if this is going to be a movie theater viewing for me on a first round or if it's going to slip a little bit further down the lane. So, won't you guys tell me your thoughts about this thing? Yeah, we're going to go spoiler-free, but Sammy, why don't you give us your uh, your kind of generic thoughts? All right. Uh, you know, it was a fun film, and I think that, you know, especially from Aquaman, DC Warner has kind of learned that we've got to inject a little bit of humor, a little bit of fun. It cannot be as dark, right? And, and it's the great a great character to do this with is you know, Billy Bats and, and Shazam or Captain Marvel, whatever you're most comfortable with and don't get sued. Uh, <laughs> copyright. So, uh, Careful. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's a big issue, but, um, but it was really fun. Um, I was really pleased. There were lots of little tidbits and little things as a DC fan that I really got into. Um, and the, the, after credit said I was wanting that so badly. So I couldn't believe people got you, up and left from my from my viewing. People got up and left. So the credit started rolling. Like, have you all not seen a superhero movie before? Oh my gosh! Kind of no, no, that, that that's every movie now. Oh, not good, not good. They've trained us for twelve years not to leave. Exactly. Now I I, I agree, Sammy. It was a ton of fun. And um, and I, I didn't catch all the Easter eggs. Like I said, we talked before. He's the DC guy. I'm the Marvel guy. Um, so I didn't catch all of the Easter eggs. But even so, even not knowing the character, no familiarity, um, I enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. And actually, it was thematically deeper than I expected. There was some real mm-hmm. stuff going on, real emotional stuff. 
And uh, I was surprised. It was, and it was better than I expected. Okay. So what would you guys, uh, myself being on the fence about maybe going to see this thing within the next week or so, what's, what's your uh, suggestion for someone like me? Jamie, what do you think? I'd see it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. And, um, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of language in it. I know you've got younger kids. Um, I'd still take them. Um, it's a lot of fun. The kids are going to have a good time. And it's kind of got a little bit of a Pixar thing going on. There's stuff for you to catch that's not there for the kids. <laughs> okay. And, uh, right. Good. Yeah. The, the, the language thing was my big, my big issue. Yeah. You know, uh, I wish they wouldn't have, but I realized that they're portraying high school based students. This is probably <laughs> what's kind of, you're going to have that type of humor. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, was a pretty authentic presentation of 14 and 15 year olds. Exactly, very much okay. so. Uh, but the the characters are enduring. Freddie is like my favorite. He was uh, Freddie Freeman is just great. So awesome, awesome. Well, that being yeah, I would definitely I would definitely see it. Okay, good deal. Well, that being um, a big movie out this weekend. Yeah, if we're giving a grade, that's an A minus on me. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree. I would go A minus. Okay. Okay. Well, so great news on that one. So that being the big movie out this weekend, guys, in a couple weeks we have an even larger movie coming out. Um, epic scale. You're wrapping up the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it presently. Yeah. I have a question for you about that. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, you're our, um, you're our Star Wars, you know, expert. I'm kind of getting an Episode Nine end of the saga kind of feel for Endgame now. Not mm-hmm. just because it's named Endgame, but even more like we're really wrapping up a whole lot of stuff here, and it's going to be something new after this. Well, no, Kevin Feige has made that statement that this will fundamentally change the, the Marvel movies moving forward as we know them. I'm, I'm getting that vibe with each trailer even harder. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think now that the deal with Fox has come through and they've got the X-Men back, they've got the Fantastic Four back, I think it's a possibility that they may try to reinvent the wheel but do this with the X-Men now. Mm-hmm. Start with a character like Wolverine and build the X-Men, very similar to the way they've done the Avengers. Yeah, they uh, they really can't help but take a shift with some of these. Um, I guess you could even call them now legacy characters that have been with with the uh, universe for so long. Um, but you're looking at a three-hour, and as Jamie pointed out, one-minute uh, <laughs> screen <laughs> time. That minute is important. Thing. Yeah, that yes. one minute has got to be there, yeah. Um, and that's not the incredible. Scenes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, I was hoping that would be all the credits. But, you know, something similar happened with Ryan Johnson is, uh, is they told him he had to turn in a Star Wars movie that was less than two and a half hours. And if you time out The Last Jedi, I believe it's one minute short of two and a half. So uh, let's let's go ahead and dig into the trailer here. We've got uh, quite a few trailers. I've got the most recent, I think, uh, one pulled up here is trailer number four. So if you guys want to, we'll uh, get into that. Let's go for it. 
If we do this, we'd be going in shorthanded. Yeah, you mean because he killed all our friends? We owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. It's not about how much we lost. It's about how much we have left. We're the Avengers. We gotta finish this. You trust me? I do. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. Tickets on sale now. Looks pretty epic, guys. Oh, yeah. All right, we worked up a rating scale earlier. Where does this one fall in the rating scale? Opening weekend? Catch it later? Buy it? Redbox or stream it? What are we thinking here? If me, possible. Is... Go ahead, Sam. Oh, go ahead, sir. Um, if possible, for me, this will be an opening weekend. If possible, I will see it within the first three days of itself. Agreed. I'm going to do all five, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and I'm probably going to end up buying it. <laughs> and hopefully, I'll own it. Yeah, hopefully the uh, the Disney contract with Netflix isn't up quite so quickly or uh, it moves to their uh, streaming service. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm really fun. A three hour runtime and all. I mean, it looks I mean really gripping. I, I've got to find out how this ends. I am a little bit estranged by that by that runtime, but of course they're wrapping so much up. I mean, it, it re- reminds me of uh, Return of the King with Lord of the Rings. Right. I mean, you had that massive thing, and like the movie was over an hour before it was over, but you just had so many of these little things to tie up. Yeah, Return of the King had like five endings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it truly did. But yeah, this is this is something really um, excitable and really want to want to check out. I had a I had a question though. I did, I noticed something for the first time watching it. I'm not this is not the first time I've watched that trailer, but I noticed something new. That last battle with Thanos. Did you notice there's only three sets of feet walking out there? Mm. It was mm. Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. You're going. Old- yeah, I, I think, think they're going to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah think that's, I have a feeling. Yeah, they're going to sacrifice themselves for the sake of their contracts. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what's going to happen there. That's what's yeah. going to happen there. And speaking of contracts and money and maybe uh, seeing it or not seeing it, there's been some news of another movie coming out, guys. Ghostbusters oh. 3. Yes. And it's not a uh, continuation of the um, the most recent reboot. It's it's the original Busters. Yeah, it's yes. the it's the uh, the original cast uh, supposedly uh, minus of course Harold Ramis. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'd, I'd like to see how they're going to uh, resolve Egon uh, in that way. But yeah, the, we had the reboot uh, a couple years ago with with the ladies and. Uh, by all accounts that I've heard, I've not seen it. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is one of the highlights of the movie. Anybody yeah. want to venture an opinion there? 
I actually <laughs> really liked that movie. Um, I bought it. I own it. I've watched it several times. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I've not got a chance to see it. Uh, what I did find interesting with what I was reading about three, though, is um, it's been directed by Jason Rotman. Yeah. So it's oh. Ivan Rotman's son that's doing the yeah. directing. Now is he um, going to be playing Egon Jr.? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, as far as casting, you know, they've talked about the you know some of the original guys back, but I noticed that um, the uh, gentleman that pl- or the actor that plays Mike Wheeler in Stranger Things. Uh, Finn Wolford is mm. going to be in it. He's okay. been cast. Mm. So um, I've seen a couple younger people names. Uh, McKenna Grace was the other one. Uh, and she's been in a lot of roles, like very young people. She was even the young Carol Danvers in the flashback in Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, and so those are two kind of younger names that I've seen in the cast. So I'm interested to see where they're going to go with that. I'm getting kind of a mentoring type movie. Like the uh, like the older busters that come back will be sort of mentoring the next generation. So you think this will be the passing right. of the torch, so to that's speak? Like, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. That's an interesting uh, interesting take on it. I was hoping you would have a little bit more of that with the, with this one with the with the ladies in it, but they really decided to go a different direction, I believe. Now, like Sam, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I do have a copy of it, however. Uh, this uh, movies anywhere app that I have uh, has kind of an interesting thing. If you add so many movies, you end up getting a free movie every now and again. So with that, I've got the that Ghostbusters. I've got uh, the Fast and Furious Eight, uh, Jason Bourne, and The Martian for free. Oh, cool! I I would absolutely watch it if I were you. That yeah. one's probably not kid friendly. There's a lot okay. of innuendo. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. you cannot unkid friendly the Ghostbusters. Well, they did. I still <laughs> liked it, but they did. Wow. Well, <laughs> do do we need to go ahead and make an announcement right now, guys, concerning the Ghostbusters? Oh, are we are we doing our when we're seeing it rating? Well, no. I was thinking about our next episode. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm brain dead. Yes, My bad. Right. Yeah. That's fine. It's it's been a while since we've recorded, um, and uh, we are. Well, uh, I think I think Sammy should announce it. He hooked us up with this whole thing. Sam, and you know, Sam has been a, a, a great asset to us. And uh, if you missed our Tombstone episode, shame on you. But Sammy is now an official knight of a, the knurd yeah. of the knurd around knurd table. We're just like yes. K's at the beginning of stuff. Duo is now a trio. Yes. And, and once again, I do appreciate that. But uh, for our listening audience, you know, you all have gotten into the habit now of us doing uh, movie commentary and nerd news and er, movie commentary, nerd news and kind of following that pattern. So our next movie commentary is actually the original Ghostbusters. But beyond just this movie, it was also our first live podcast from HerdCon. And you know, it, it uh, we were kind of concerned with the audio. Uh, the audio quality is is good. <laughs> our our distraction level is kind of up there. We were having uh, some difficulties uh, hearing each other and communicating uh, with with the crowd. And no, but it's a fun episode. We had a great time recording it. And I think uh, you guys will really enjoy it. So uh, keep a, an ear out. Uh, for that one next Monday. And uh, and the, the recording isn't, I mean, it's not going to be one to uh, 
um, brought home about. Um, we were super distracted, but that that convention was absolutely a blast. It, it and, was a blast. Yeah, and they've already uh, set the date for next year. If you can make it to HerdCon next year, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. It it was it had such great energy and just the people that were there, the whether it were exhibitors, vendors, uh, you know, the, the everyone just seemed to really enjoy themselves. So definitely, I would go there next year. Okay, awesome. So something else is having a third coming out very very soon. And this guys, is super important. To us. This is near and dear yes. to our hearts. So, Sam, would you like to take the lead off on this one? Oh, yes. So, as all of our listeners well know, we love to highlight our beloved Keanu in our shows. And along with that love and joy of Keanu Reeves, obviously, becomes the seminal role of Bill S. Preston. Theodore, Theodore Logan. Logan. <laughs> Wild Stallion. So, <laughs> <Wild> um, <laughs> so Bill and Ted 3. Bill, Bill and Ted, and Ted face, Ted the, music. face the music. Um, and, and in a very interesting way to announce this, Keanu and Alex Winter do a video from the Hollywood Bowl, a place where they say they'll never be able to to actually perform there, uh, <laughs> to announce that this this uh, movie might be, could be, should be happening. Uh, if you've not seen the video, you got to get a look at it. it. It's pretty hilarious, I thought. And they just seem so excited and jazzed about the prospect and the the, uh, the development of Bill and Ted 3. I think this is a slated for a 2020 release. Uh, yeah, Variety has it August 21st, 2020 is what Variety had listed uh that may change obviously but right now that's what i what i came up with as i was searching around awesome yeah but their uh, their enthusiasm was my favorite part of that clip mm-hmm. i mean they're so into it and oh yeah Keanu, Keanu doesn't have to be doing these movies he's a huge star but he still wants to make these things and is jazzed about it. i love that Yes, definitely. Okay, I gotta ask your opinion though, guys. Are we going to get a Back to the Future two? I'm worried about your kids type of thing. Hmm. What do you think? I, I don't know. It seems like they're really, um, you know, hitting hard the fact that they were supposed to write this song that right. you know created a utopia, and they didn't do it. And so I think it's really going to be about sort of midlife crisis, dealing with personal failure type movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll so feel really good then. Sounds like tons of fun. And even better than that, to make the movie even brighter, we have a report of William Sadler reprising his role as Death. Yeah. Probably I'll, the best part of Bill and Ted 2. Absolutely. Agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that is something to definitely put on your watch list, on your radars. And um, we will be there with bells on. And yeah, guys, that might that might have to be a road trip um instant reaction show. Yeah, that's oh, that's definitely great. gonna be. Guys, it's time for the part of the show to pull on your heartstrings a little bit. <clears throat> uh, maybe big to, fat Pixar tears. Maybe yeah just start crying your big fat Pixar tears after you throw your dollars <laughs> at the big fat Pixar lamp. 
So I'm going to go ahead and play this trailer and uh, let you guys discover what it is, and then we'll have a little bit of discussion thereafter. Everyone, we're going on a road trip. Road trip? Vacation! And Bonnie had a great day in class. She made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Hello. He's a spook. The panic is attacking me. Hey, watch it. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili. I am not a toy. I'm a letter. Oh, no. We can get him back. Bonnie needs her favorite toy. Woody, hold on a minute. Why do I have to be a toy? You have to understand how lucky you are to belong to a child. Huh? What? Carry me? No. Hey! <laughs> Let's go. Last time I gotta find Woody. Slingshot maneuver. Thanks, Inner Voice. To infinity and beyond. Forky. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Woody, behind you! If there's one thing I know, it's that a toy's job Kaboom. is never done. Hey, up here, Astro Boy. If you think you can just show up and take our top prize spot, you're wrong. Dead wrong. Help me get out of here. I'll help you. With my foot to infinity and my foot. Boom! <laughs> In the vacuum of space, they cannot hear you scream! Hey, hey! Let go of me! Okay, that looks like a lot more fun than I had uh, initially thought. Um, Toy Story 3 was such a beautiful story. <clears throat> had such a profound statement and ending. I'm not going to lie to you, I was in tears the last quite a bit of that movie <laughs> in the theater with, with my kids just sitting there... Uh, <clears throat> And it, it was a great place to end the movie. Now, we're introduced to this young girl, Bonnie, who has this wild imagination. And so, apparently, we're on another lost toy adventure. And we're yeah. after a fork. A sport. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you about three. I think they had a really satisfying ending, and I didn't want four to happen. Um and you were right about crying at the end of that. I was straight up ugly crying in the theater. Uh -huh. that one. It wasn't even dusty. It was it was tear gas up in there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, yes. Uh, uh, I, you know, I do find it interesting, though, with this whole lost toy idea, we find out what happens to Bo Peep. I noticed yeah. that. Bo Peep's in there. And yeah, I that, don't know... Depending on the trailer you watch, I'm a little iffy on Bo right now. She seems I'm to be going kind of. She seems to be going kind of all ray on everybody, doesn't she? With this uh, cane, she's just kung fu or something. Yeah, kicking some butt. Something, yes. And um, it wasn't in that trailer, but but uh, one of the trailers I watched, I was really excited about um, what looked like the the appearance of Slappy, the Goosebumps series puppets. <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer with him in it. I don't know, but it looked like a whole number of slappies. Oh. So I'm really excited about seeing that. 
that could be interesting. I, I like uh, what where they're going there with the fork being her favorite toy, uh, just showing her imagination. Now, if you guys have met my middle child, his imagination is like as big as the world. He he uh, had got in a little bit of trouble at one time in the school, and, and uh, we were we were you know taking toys, grounding from toys and things. He had the principal convinced he had a smartphone when it was in fact a piece of mulch he had picked up off the playground <laughs> and was pretending. <laughs> she asked us. She said, "Well, can you take his smartphone?" We said, "Well, he does not have a smartphone." She said, "He said he plays his smartphone," and I remember. <laughs> He's got this little piece of wood he's been carrying around, honest to God, for two weeks. So you know, and, you. And, and, and I love that the fork is just clueless that it's a toy and that it's important to someone. Yep. See, I think that's really interesting, sort of like playing with the idea of what makes something a toy. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, in, in that world of the toys being real and having personalities, this thing suddenly becoming a toy, I just think that's really interesting. As much as I didn't want this movie to happen, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Yeah, I think I'm getting a little bit more excited as it goes along. Now, I remember seeing a preview early, early on. It was like one of these little teaser things, and you had the two uh, stuffed animals that are hanging up over buzzing the thing, and they were kind of had some nasty attitude. And I was kind of concerned, is this real or not? But I think that they were just kind of trying to introduce the attitude that those guys had to have maybe in the, in the, uh, the circus that they're traveling around with that little fair situation. So, I mean, this is something that we, we never thought really maybe even would be, but it's kind of come around. And yeah, it's kind of looking, looking pretty good. I've got another question for you. Okay. At the end of the trailer, did you notice it said from the makers of, and it had two weird movies on there. It's from the makers of Incredibles 2 Incredibles and Coco. Mm-hmm. Are those the Pixar go-to movies? I didn't think so. I, I, no, I would always have thought, like, you know, Finding Nemo, Toy Story, right. you know, Wall-E, yeah, Monsters, Inc., you know, um, I would have thought those would be, but I guess, uh, you know, The Incredibles 1, I, I think, is more iconic than Incredibles 2. Yeah. Well, are those the, the, most, the two most recent, aren't they, that Pixar put out in it is Incredibles 2 and then Coco. So, yeah, I, mean, I believe so. So they're probably just trying to mm, trying to capitalize yeah. on what's what's most recent on everyone's radar. That probably right. explains it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so as you can tell, we're not in marketing, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe someone who is or should be has kind of been introduced back into a universe we didn't think they would get to play in again. That's right. Um, James Gunn is back in the MCU. Yes. After uh, we thought was going to be a brief stint with DC, but then uh, it's kind of turned out to be a thing. All right, Sammy, you're a DC guy. Explain how on earth this crazy thing's happening. All right. Well, um, well, you know, obviously, if you've kept up with anything social media-wise, with everything going on in the media, uh, there were some tweets that Disney did not look on you know look on so great disney knee jerked automatically and fires him uh much to the chagrin of fans the cast everybody well, um, they, well they were inappropriate we they were not they classy. were they were yeah. very much so not at all uh, and he admitted that he admitted they they were not 
but you know, I read somewhere that he was coming off a stint with uh, Trauma Studios when he posted those. Well, he, he's an Asian and guy. What like, I, with, from what I know about movies. Trauma and right. you know those the movies and stuff that they put out, they're a little edgier. You know, if you've ever watched Toxic Avenger, yeah, it's a little edgy. So, but now you, know, you look at a couple know. things too. You look at a couple things too. We've discussed this with our eighty stuff. Things even eight to ten years ago, which were yes. quote unquote appropriate or quote unquote not appropriate now, um, and so you have this guy, and he was hired because yeah of his that, attitude and edge. You know, they're essentially they essentially canned him for what they hired him for. Right. <laughs> you know, well, so it's like, oh, you're this cool edgy guy. We want to bring your view into our movies. Uh, no, we don't want that now because everybody's kind of having all these knee-jerk reactions to, um, you know, things that have been said years and years and years ago. But, you know, of, of course, if you guys have, have missed it, we're talking about James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he uh, has, uh, you know, been removed from that project, went but to DC and done and he, yes. Suicide yeah, Squad 2. Yeah, that was the plot yes. twist. Yeah. So he went to D.C. to do Suicide Squad 2, which I thought made sense. That could really kind of be their sort of Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, you know, it, it's a similar type of group, and I think Gunn's vision and the way that he approaches uh, characters, I think it would really work for Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And you it know, was a way for more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> come we on. We got your guy. We got your guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, no one had a clue what Guardians were. You know, I mean, well, you know, the, the vast public, you know, the vast public. As, as, who would have thought it would have been one of the biggest movies of the MCU? Well, see, I'm, I'm a fan of the Guardians comic books from, like, way back in the 90s. I did not think that movie was ever going to happen. If you had rated the, the Marvel characters in the books that were, like, they had been the back of the line to get a movie made. I could, I still, I'm still amazed that movie got made. Yeah, and just like the Guardians of Suicide Squad, they're kind of the offbeat kind of outcasts of the DC. Yeah, they're, well, they're the they're the villains, you know, and it's it's basically they're sent on suicide missions essentially, uh, and you know if you survive, then you get a little bit of time off your sentence essentially. So, <laughs> and it's so, not so exactly interesting voluntary. Concept. No, 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 no. It's, you have a bomb in your neck, and you're going to go do this. <laughs> and if you mess up, I'm going to blow your head off. <laughs> so, so, so it's, like it's like Anakin Skywalker in episode one. Boom, they blow you up. That's right, that's right. And, and Amanda Waller uh, has been known to do those types of things in the comics as well as the movie. Um, but I, but I, but I know, think it's good that they're going to do, that they've brought him back to do Guardians. I, just, I couldn't imagine a Guardians movie without his... Um, creative sort of vibe uh, making the movie. No, I, I think it, he's a perfect fit for that. I mean, he's shown what he can do with the first two movies. Uh, I think if he was not there for Volume 3, I just think tonally it would be a different movie. Yeah, I don't know how they could have made one without him. And uh, our uh, our next item here was a one I, I put on the list I'm just like, because what? I thought it was weird. What? Terminator 6. I'll be back. Guess what? He came back. 
I have returned again to be the Terminator. There was no hasta la vista. <laughs> but this time Linda Hamilton is back. Yes, Sarah Connor herself. And it's not T2, yeah. So I, I'm excited to see her. She really uh, has kind of not done much since this role. And uh, seems to really have taken that Sarah Connor character to heart. And James Cameron's back in some capacity. I don't think he's oh, directly. Really? Yeah, well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, he's, well, not I mean, he's, he's busy making the next 32 avatars. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so on our, our new scale, well, Terminator Six, where does it fit? I'm streaming this bad boy. I'm probably um, unless I you have. It. Yeah, unless you have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Michael Bean getting zapped into a pile of garbage, you know, like 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 Terminator One in in dirty L.A., um, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a probably a stream. A yeah. Now, now I will tell box. you what I found really interesting is um, IGN had published some photos, some leaked photos supposedly from the set. And Arnold's Terminator is all grayed out, and he has a beard. So I'm wondering, you know, how that beard was attached to the Terminator. Was that an upgrade? You want well, to, now what? You want to hear my crazy theory? Or I'm not episode. Go for it. Go ahead, Jamie. My crazy theory is, is we're going to discover that Arnold was actually the scientist that created the Terminators. Ah, and he, that's why he was the he used himself as the model for the original the robots. That could be a neat a neat take on it. That that would be really neat. Or I was wondering possibly if the Terminator robot stayed with uh, Sarah and John for so long that his hair started graying and he grew a beard. Hmm. Like an alternate timeline where he didn't melt himself in one of them. Yeah. Hmm. So I think I think both of those would be very interesting. Yeah, either either one now, of those could be. From what I read, we are going to have a new T one thousand in this. Uh, so you're going to see that that type of Terminator back, and uh, a actor by the name of Gabriel Luna is listed as playing the T one thousand. Um, and the only place I know him from is he was a Ghost Rider on Marvel's Agents of Shield. He was the Robbie oh. Reyes Ghost Rider, uh, and that's the only place I really have seen him or know of him. Uh, but like I said, when I checked, uh, kind of who was going to be in that, you know, I saw him listed as T one thousand. Interesting. Well, that's interesting, but you know, couldn't be any stranger. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> I'm impressed. Very nice. Getting good Danger at this stuff, man. Things. Season three. All right. Since uh, since, uh, since we've hung a uh, hung a wreath on that segue, let's go ahead and get this trailer. Right. At least someone's happy. I'm home. Just a dream. You're dreaming.
We're not kids anymore. I mean, what did you think? We're just gonna sit in my basement all day? Play games for the rest of our lives? Children are you friends with? Guys, I love oh. those kids so much. And even though you have <clears throat> Home Sweet Home, even though you have Baba O'Reilly, when you hear the Stranger Things theme, I get so excited and want to. Oh, I just got so. Oh yeah, I just get so excited. Uh, Netflix really hit a home run with this series, Uh, you know, and uh, they really. uh, I don't want to say they're cashing in on the nostalgia check, but when you have the '80s represented the way that they are here with these kids, I mean, you've got the the Goonies adventure, you've got the ET, you've got the. All of these horror movies, Firestarter, Poltergeist, all this stuff happened. I mean, they hit all the buttons. And then when you bring back Winona Ryder, when you bring back, uh, you know, Sean Astin, and we have Prince Wesley himself in this one, as Jamie so succinctly pointed out earlier, uh, Carrie Elwes looking like the politician here. Now, I noticed in um, season two, they made sure that Sean Astin, because Goonies never say die, he always spoke of death like colloquially. Mm-hmm. I need right. at some point in season three for Carrie Elwes to say, as you wish. As you wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there has to be an as you wish in there. Yeah, it has to be. But yeah, th- I am so excited about this thing. It's dropping July 4th, Independence Day. Guys, I had a, uh, I'm going to grill my burgers and then crash on the couch. So, okay, I, I had a uh, an alternate like we on movies we've got our grading scale now. Okay, for streaming stuff, I'm going to propose one on the spot. How many episodes are you going to watch the day it drops? <clears throat> I normally max myself out. I, I I have a hard time getting past three episodes at a go. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm about drop three to four. Myself. Yeah, I'm I'm going to max myself out on episodes um, with this thing as I did on season one and season two. Um, I would, yeah, I would watch, okay, just, just, just one episode. I'll sit down and watch this one episode. And two episodes later, I'm like, I'm really having trouble with my eyes open. I got to go to bed. 
you know, and <laughs> because um, we're old men. Yeah, well, well and, and that's too. You know, we that's we right. have jobs, we have children, so a lot of my streaming for personal uh, enjoyment, you know, is you know uh, to wind down of the evening uh, to go to sleep. So, you know, when you have these cliffhangers, when you have these uh, characters that you just suck you in. See, I try really hard to limit myself to one to two episodes. So I don't binge stuff. Because I feel like if I binge stuff, it doesn't leave much of a footprint. Like, I forget yeah. it all. So yeah. I try to, right. like, face it out. Um, try, I try to do one episode at a time. I'm, I'm going to do at least two. I may hit Dwayne's three there. It's just, I, yeah. Stranger Things is special. It, it is, you know, and it was one of those things when I, I mean, just from the first episode, you know, I was, of the season one, I was, I was hooked. I was just sucked in, uh, and it it was some of that nostalgia. You know, I'll admit that it had that nostalgic feel to it. Uh, but then you just love the kids. I mean, I oh, love yeah. Dustin. Dustin oh, is is they, they my spirit animal, honestly. Yeah. And Eleven, they make you care so much about Eleven. Yeah. I, I mean, I want good things for that kid so much. Yeah. Do you all think this is going to be the last one? Yes. No. Ah, split decision. Um, What's your view? I don't know. Uh, my opinion, you know, the, the, the actors are starting to get a little older. Uh, you're going to have those typical changes in friends, those typical changes in what you like. Even in the trailer, it, it breaks my heart when, when you hear... Yeah, what did you expect us to do? Sit in the basement and play games all day? Exactly. And it just it, it breaks my heart because, you know, I can remember those types of days. And, you know, those days change. And I wonder if maybe this could be that big change. And I know that's the that's the big tagline I've seen. You know, one summer can change it all. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see where they go with it. Yeah, this to I'm I'm completely under the theory that this will wrap it up. I completely disagree. Uh, I think I think this is going to be the turning point where they start to resolve what's happening in that town, and that seasons four and maybe five are they going to be them healing the town and maybe shutting down the upside down. I, I, nice. I think season four or five they go into the upside down to fix it to get rid of it. Really. Hmm. Yeah, I could I could possibly see that for a season four. I don't see them doing a five, um, but I really think this is gonna be it. I could I could maybe see a four, but I really think this is gonna be it for myself. We're gonna find <clears> out <throat> July. All right, so we will be looking forward to that with much anticipation. Yes. And next is a an item Sammy put on the list: Detective Comics One Thousand. Yes, or are we all shocked? I've chosen another DC property to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I played the contrarian on this show. You were yes, I, I'm the contrarian, remember. <laughs> uh, well, this year uh, is the 80th anniversary of Batman. That's good for his age. Coinciding. What's that? That's good for his age. Yes, it does, actually. He's held up pretty good, actually. Well, I mean, he has um, a non-pack. <laughs> yes, seriously. Uh, but on March 27th, we saw the release of Detective Comics 1000. 
And, you know, this is a milestone issue. This is a landmark issue. And only one other American comic book has, has made that that big jump to reach that. And, and I know in, in both Marvel and DC, they've played fast and loose with numbering and legacy numbering, you know. So it just worked out really nicely on Superman's 80th birthday that, you know, action reached 1,000. And here we are. Batman at 80 and Detective reaches a 1,000. Um, but it was just, it's a really good book. And it brings back a lot of classic creators. Um, and one thing I wanted to ask you guys, what was your first exposure to Batman? Uh, my, mine was, um, he's not my favorite Batman, but uh, catching those Adam West reruns. Coming home every day after school and watching Adam West—that was my first exposure to Batman. Yeah, mine too. The the Adam West uh, reruns, along with I was catching those about the same time uh, Justice League was on. The, the, yeah, the I never movies. caught Super Friends. Somehow, I, I completely never yeah. experienced Super Friends. Yeah, every everyone talks about that. Yeah. But <clears throat> That was my experience. I was just wondering, you know, because, I mean, for some people, and some people I've talked to, you know, I mean, Super Friends was their first. Uh, the Bozo Show used to show parts of the filmation, uh, Further Adventures of Batman and Robin. You know, I saw a lot of there. Um, you know, but I've talked to a lot of people, especially people who are a little bit younger than me, who uh, Michael Keaton's Batman was their first Batman. Yeah. And so, I mean, there, there's lots of jumping on points. I mean, in, a, in an 80-year uh, history, I was just wondering where everybody's jumping on point was with that character. Yep. Mine, like Jamie, mine was the 66 Batman. Uh, and, that, and no, I'm not old enough to have seen it 66, but yeah, with the reruns and such. Yes. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> and the Justice League uh, cartoon was, was my intros into Batman. It, okay, I gotta ask you this though. If you guys were, were watching those, did you ever get those mixed up episodes where John Aston was the Riddler, and then the, you'd watch another one and Frank Gorshin was the Riddler, or Eartha Kitt was Catwoman versus Julie Newmar, and that yeah. was those differences between season one and season three. Uh, those always, those threw me for the longest time. So. Yeah, yeah, because they did not play them sequentially. The yeah. Yeah, they didn't play them sequentially. They just randomly picked episodes, and you had, you know, different bad people who were you know, the same characters but different actors. Yeah. Speaking about a revolving door of actors, we have a phenomenal voice actor in a very strange role. Hmm. Luke Jamie? Skywalker's getting scary again. Uh-oh. He's He's, uh, Mark Hamill has been the Joker, and now he's dipping back into the dark side, and he's going to do the voice of Chucky? This is going to be interesting. I've, I've not seen a, a Child's Play movie since the first one. Um, <clears throat> and if I do see this one, it will probably just be to hear Hamill's take on Chucky. Yeah, I agree I, there. Yeah, I, I at least want to see the trailer and hear yeah. his voice come out of that face. Yeah, you know, and now he can... He's, He's got range. He he has uh, a, he is an accomplished uh, voice actor as well as I, th- I think a highly underrated actor. I think he kind of got uh, got typecast really hard as as, as the uh, the clueless farm boy uh, Luke Skywalker. But well, it's hard to see him as anything range. but Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that was yeah. such an iconic role. Yeah. 
But, you know, you were talking about uh, his ability as a voice actor. You know, if you look at, you know, even Batman the Animated Series, you know, his Joker can be equal parts silly and menacing. And I really think that would work well for for a character like, you know, this this demon doll Chucky kind of character, right? Yeah, Um, and, you know, not to mention creepy because, you know, he can be, like you said, he's as much of of a silly goof joker as he is evil and menacing and also just creepy well in the arkham games on the video game series his joker i mean is creepy mm-hmm. so i could see this and he's he's so skilled i'm i'm intrigued because i don't expect him to do the joker voice again i expect him to do something new and yeah. i'm i'm intrigued to see what he does with it yeah, that's one thing he really resists. I think he's kind of uh, come around uh, with, you know, he very possibly could do Joker again, but I know for a long time he resisted uh, the Skywalker falling back into being recognized as Luke Skywalker. He really resisted that for a while. But then he decided to embrace it and uh, and really show his love and appreciation for the love and appreciation that was given to him. Speaking of the Joker, guys, we've got a new strange DC movie. Now, DC seems to be throwing a little bit of everything at the wall to see what's going to stick. And a little peek behind the curtain here. We've talked about this off mic before, and we've got some disagreements about about this movie. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Very, Very much so. Now, one of the things that's getting me with the DC is you've got a Joker movie happening that's in universe, but that's not this movie. You got right. this Joker movie that's happening that seems kind of to be its own little thing, and I don't know where to fit this, or even if we should try to fit it. Yeah, you know, I really think it is just that it's its own thing, um, and, and I think in some ways that's going to be good for it. It's not going to have to depend upon continuity or depend upon whoever's going to be in the Batman Cal in the next movie situation. I really think this is going to be more of a character study. Uh, so I'm excited to see what they do with this. Is, is what, I see, I'm asking you guys' opinion. Is Joaquin Phoenix the best actor to ever appear in a superhero movie now? I don't know. You've got some great, great actors uh, that have been in some good movies. I mean... But Joaquin Phoenix is on another level. He is just, uh, you know, uh, River Phoenix's brother, of course. Uh, so you've got that level of crazy happening. Well, you know, there. and he is, he is a method actor. So he very much gets into character, and he is that character. Well, now you so, remember a few years ago when everyone thought he had fallen off the deep end with uh, this where he grew his beard out and he thought he was going to be a rapper and he's doing all this crazy stuff and people just thought he was having a mental breakdown. That was actually a role that him and a couple other people had developed. And he, and he said, I'm just, we're just going to film it. I'm going to play it straight. Nobody's going to know that this is the rub, but I'm going to go out and just act insane and see what happens. And that was a whole character study. It was like for like a year, year and a half, people thought he was just a loon. I, I thought he'd flipped. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we all did, and that was a character study uh, of a thing. I, I forgot who the who the people that were working with it was, but I was kind of surprised about that. But um, I was really not at all interested in it, so I'm just like, okay, just just don't even put it on my radar. And I've seen the trailer, and I think, is this a Joker? It seems like a Joker origin story, and it almost yes. seems like he's building the Joker with his mannerisms, with the things that's happened, with the universe that they're in. And I believe that the same actor is playing the senator that was in um, the Christopher Nolan uh, movies uh, that's, that is speaking on part of this. So I'm wondering if this is an origin story that they're not saying is an origin story for the Nolan Joker, uh, portrayed famously by Heath Ledger. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it's that. It's a possibility, you know, because, I mean, as far as, you know, with uh, Dark Knight, I mean, he just literally shows up on the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's I mean, there is no backstory. Yeah, there's no backstory for that character. Um, so we don't really get motivations besides, you know, the idea of let's have some fun and let's create some chaos. So if this could be tied to it, that would be interesting. I think I'd yeah. like that. Yeah, and the Joker is just crazy just for being crazy. He is the anti-Batman. Batman has all these rules, and the Joker has no rules. The Joker just wants to see the world, as Michael Caine most famously said, you know, some just want to see the world burn. Yeah, there's, there's no rhyme or reason for what he's doing. He's a Johnny Ringo. I kind of hope it's not connected. <laughs> I, I think I think I like Heath Ledger's Joker as this agent of chaos that just shows up without any background, any story, all those different stories about his scars. I think I like it better without an origin story. So I, yeah. I, I hope that's not true. Now, that is one thing that I do think uh, is a little overdone, is having to step back and do all these origins and things. Um, and I guess that's a, a, a trap that I'm falling into with this movie. Is it doesn't fit anywhere, and I don't know quite how to process it, so I'm just kind of, you know shoving it off to the side for right now. But um, I really think that this trailer is very interesting. And, and Joaquin, you know, Phoenix, he has really transformed himself in this role. Um, he's just looking kind of insane. So you guys want to maybe start, go ahead and take a look at this? Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose, to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. What? If you smile, <laughs> to your fear and sorrow, smile. Maybe tomorrow you find that life is still worth while. If you What's so funny? Just freak! <laughs> 
Gotham has lost its way. What kind of coward would do something that cold-blooded? Someone who hides behind a mask. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. Okay. You see, we have the uh, the Arkham Hospital, and you have yes. the the senator, and you have uh, this 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 design of the city is very similar to the Nolan verse, and you even see the uh, the rubber mask uh, that you saw at the beginning of the uh, uh, the Dark Knight. When did you all think this movie was set? <clears throat> Seems to me kind of a mid early eighties. See, I was thinking mid to late seventies. I'm getting a seventies yeah. vibe off of it. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of through there too. His costume, yes. Uh, some of the others maybe don't fit that, but I think his costume definitely fits in that mid seventies with the little wider lapels. Yeah. Um, so. Like the suit, the suit he was wearing, like he was like a almost like a leisure suit kind of thing. Yeah, very yeah. leisure suit, like yes. yeah. So I'm but thinking I think the, the, the time frame to connect it to Nolan seems off if that's when it's set. Like right. he was, he's already kind of older to be be the Ledger Joker, and for that to be set in the mid 2000s, the time frame's probably off. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it could be. I I don't know. Like I said, I was just trying to trying to fit this somewhere because it's just such an odd thing. Well, I think they're nodding toward it. I mean, because I, I was sort of watching that. Like, even the way he walks, he's kind of doing the ledger shuffle. Yeah, uh, he's got yes. the, the the length of the hair and the way it's brushed back. Looks and like you can see hair. his body and the thing. He's got some physical issues going on there. Yeah, it, lo- it looks yes. like he's a lot of his mannerisms. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think a lot of his mannerisms, I, you know, I like what Jamie said about the way he walks, you know, has that very shuffle, almost hunched over a little bit. You know, I, I go back to that scene in, in Dark Knight when when Joker's dressed in the nurse's uniform and he mm-hmm. comes out kind of shuffling along. You know, well, now, see, that was, that was what came to mind while he was walking across the street there by the hospital. I'm thinking, oh, this is a kind of a similar from a different angle of, of the ledger Joker walking out of the hospital where he's walking in. Yeah, it looks like he's definitely you know, taking some inspiration from the way Ledger played the character. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, who, and who wouldn't? I mean, he was such an iconic, defining role, and you know, you've had great characters play the Joker. You know, even from Mark Hamill, uh, Jack Nicholson, Cesar Romero, as crazy as he was, you know, he wouldn't even shave his mustache. I just put the you know, <laughs> just painted over it, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so you have all these eccentric actors, uh, you know. Embracing this and and uh, was and and Joaquin, I'm t- I'm a fan of of, uh, of Joaquin Phoenix. He's not been in in very much that I've not been pleased to see him in. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested more than I thought I would be in seeing yeah. that. Yeah. I've got kind of a hot take. I I think he's our greatest living actor. 
Um, I don't think there's anybody on his level. And the fact that he's making a superhero movie and that he's playing the Joker is kind of mind-blowing to me. And that Scorsese's involved. Yeah. Yeah, now with it being a Scorsese uh, deal, you know, you're going to definitely get out there. You're definitely going to have some quality. You're definitely going to have some some different views. And guys, you know what's mind-blowing to me? This has already been an hour. Our news episodes. I know we've often uh, discussed uh, our, our uh, ability to gab, and uh, we've already gone an hour. I know we've talked about keeping the news episodes around 30 to 40 minutes, but we've just had such a, a, a wealth of things come out here lately, uh, a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, coming out and we just wanted to share those with you guys and to embrace this uh, these things and uh, and to share what what we're looking forward to with you guys and and part of it is that we actually haven't recorded in a while so we haven't even had a chance to hang out and chat with each other and I think that fed into the length of this episode too yeah. yes you, you got a lot going on plus we not got the opportunity to decompress all of this stuff <laughs> So, yeah. you are to our debrief, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we we do appreciate you guys if you stuck with us thus far uh, for, uh, you know, uh, taking this wonderful ride with us. And uh, we appreciate you for listening. And, uh, you know, spread the word. Uh, follow us on uh, Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, uh, or leave us some reviews, whatever podcast you're listening to. Yeah, and uh, our, the email, if you want to shoot us an email, maybe uh, suggest a news item you'd like to hear us discuss, you can do that at roundtablenerds at gmail.com. Um, we do take the occasional uh, listener request for a review, so if you something you'd like for us to review, we might be able to fit something in. So that's uh, roundtablenerds at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. From the nerds, signing out.